It's your favorite time of week when Brooks and Chelsea meet to talk about all things Ren. It's for your information. So take a seat and listen up, because this is going to be some really good stuff. It's Grab your coffee and listen in. It's for your information. But seriously, don't forget your coffee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to For Your Information, the podcast to keep Renners informed, connected, and excited about all things happening here at Ren. I'm sure you know our voices and who we are by now, but if this is your first podcast, I'm Chelsea Eberhardt, and with me is my co-host, Brooke Thomas. Hey, Brooke. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. I'm happy that it is almost Thanksgiving. We're recording this a little early, but I'm ready for the rest of the week and being off. Me too. So excited. Today we have a really fun little snack size podcast for you all with a special guest, Lexi here. Lexi's on Andrea Reno's team with corporate finance. And today we're chatting with her about the U.S. Power Soccer National Team. Hi, Lexi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're so excited to have you and welcome to your first podcast. Congratulations on on joining us. We're so excited to chat with you today. Thank you. So um, So we're going to dive into some questions. Go ahead, Brooke. Yeah, no, I was going to ask, Lexi, do you just want to give us a little bit of background just in general, like on your journey with soccer? And we just want to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I first started playing power soccer when I was five years old. There was a call out meeting and um, my grandma was actually the one that saw it. It was advertised like on the news. Uh, She told my mom about it. And um, so my mom took me to it and I was sort of hooked ever since. And Power soccer, it's evolved a lot over the years, um, and the rules and the way that we play, it's, it's changed a lot from when I first began. And so now the sport has evolved to where there is a specific wheelchair designed specifically for power soccer. And so with that, it's really leveled the playing field. And because before we had a, a chair that was equal to everyone, chairs were we had like a dad one time, he rigged his son's chair and where he was super fast, had cameras where he could see like behind him and oh different things. And so having this chair really changed the sport to be um, more even throughout uh, everywhere to where it became very tactically challenging um, and not not so much based on the equipment. So um, it's it's been been great. I've been playing since yeah, like I said, I was five and I'm 27 now, so quite a while, um, okay. but I love it. That's great. I love that you found something that you love that much to stick with for that long, because that that's a commitment <laughs> for sure, especially yeah. if you're traveling and doing all that. So tell us a, a little bit more about what U.S. Power Soccer is for those of our listeners who have never heard of it before. Yeah, so Power Soccer is a sport designed for people with physical disabilities who are confined to a, a wheelchair. And here in the U.S., we we really let basically anyone who's in a wheelchair to be able to play our sport. And that's something that we've really been been pushing. And so it's a sport that's played on a regulation style basketball court and it's played four on four, including a goalie. And we play we have a lot of similar rules to the able bodied sport of soccer that you that you guys are used to. We have penalty kicks. We have. Instead of throw-ins, we have kick-ins. Um, we have corner kicks, goal kicks. One big difference is we don't have offsides. 
And we okay. have a, a rule called two-on-one where there can't be two players from one team against one player from the opposing team um, within a certain distance. It's within a three-meter distance. So that's one one big difference. But we play on a regulation-style basketball court, and it's two 20-minute halves um, is okay. how long we play. Okay. I have okay. to admit, I've never understood the offsides rule. It's been explained <laughs> to me so many times. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I still just don't get it. So the, the fact that you don't have that in power soccer, I love it already. <laughs> yeah. You're at a learning advantage here, Chelsea. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> You're ahead of me. I know nothing about any sport. So here we are. <laughs> so you said it's, it's pretty similar in some ways. You said some differences. Are the positions different? And like, what's, what's your position? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so positioning's a bit different just because able-bodied soccer, it's 11-on-11. In ours, we're 4-on-4, much smaller court compared to a soccer field that you would play on. Um, So just for space, it's only 4-on-4. And so for us, we have basically what we consider a strong wing player. We have the center, and then we have the weak side wing, and then we have our goalie. And so we don't really have, like, necessarily set attackers or set defenders um, Mm -hmm. for us we sort of we all do it just with how we have to rotate and um, how the the ball moves around in our in our sport so with my club team I am usually that strong wing player or the center and then on the national team I a lot of times I played in um, back as the goalie or I played on that weak side wing but you with rotation you sort of get all of it though. Okay, cool. So part of the reason that we got connected with you is that we learned that you were recently in the World Cup. And so tell us about what it means to be on the the US Power Soccer national team and then to be in the World Cup. Yeah, so that was actually my first World Cup that I've attended as an athlete on okay. on the on the national team. And so oh, wow. um it was it was a really great experience. Um since U.S. soccer has taken power soccer over under their umbrella of teams. So within, I guess maybe I'll explain a little bit about U.S. soccer so you guys understand. Within U.S. soccer, there's basically three pillars. And they have the men's and women's team, which probably most people are used to. And then they have their youth division, so all their youth teams. And then they have what they call the extended national teams. And so within the extended national teams, they have nine different teams that they oversee. And it's to celebrate more of just recognizing different forms of soccer. Um, so there's within that group, there's um, futsal, men's and women's futsal. There's um, men's and women's beach. There's also within the disability realm, there is men's and women's CP soccer. And there is also men's and women's deaf soccer. And then um, and then power soccer is also a part of it. And so since we came became a part of U.S. soccer, um, it was really cool just to being able to to wear that crest. It's always cool to have, you know, wearing that badge, you know, on your chest. I, I've mm-hmm. done two other smaller international tournaments for the U.S. prior to being a part of U.S. soccer. So it's really it was really cool to be to be under the umbrella of U.S. soccer, to be treated like. A true athlete. I never thought in my life that I'd be able to say that I've been paid as an athlete, but but I am, and it's, it's really cool. 
And so it was a great experience. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. I had no idea that they had so many different like parts to the U.S. soccer, like the whole brand. Like that's, yeah. I'm learning, I'm learning today. <laughs> <laughs> and that must've felt so good to be able to like have that, like the U.S. like soccer crest, like as a part of, you know, like what you've accomplished and what you've done. That's super cool. Yeah. So I am curious to know, what's, is there like a tryout process for it? And, and what was that like for, for the U S soccer team? Yeah. So when we first started this journey, COVID delayed us a few times. Um, but this Mm -hmm. journey began back in 2019. And so back then we were not part of U S soccer yet. We didn't become a part of U S soccer till about a year ago. It's when they brought us on. Um, and so before we were all funded just personally. It was all out of pocket. Everything was on our own. Um, and so with that, the way we became like a team is we're, we're governed um, over by the United States Power Soccer Association. And that's the governing body here in the U.S. that oversees soccer here. And um, their process would be they we opened up just saying, hey, there's an application to be a part of a team. Do you want to be a part of it? then apply then from then from that point then the coaches chose 24 athletes to go to a selection camp and that's basically three days of just non-stop playing each other beating each other up uh the coaches <laughs> watching you seeing how you do um, yeah. in different situations playing with different people um and then so from those 24 athletes they chose 12 people to be a part of the team and then from there we, during that time, then we got acquired by U.S. soccer. And at the World Cup, you're only allowed to play um, to bring over a team of eight. So then we cut four more. And so that's how how we got to the team that we were at at this past World Cup. But going forward, U.S. soccer, they treat us the same way you see the men's and women's team in that we have what's called a player pool. And so now going forward with any training camp, especially in this next year, we have what's called ID camps. So they'll look at lots of different players. They'll bring in other people to just see. And they're just looking at evaluating all of us. And ultimately, that's where they'll they'll just decide who they want um, from those ID camps. Okay. So you made it to the team from a group of 24. You made it down to one of the eight which is pretty great that obviously you have some skill to be able to do that. So congratulations there. That's that's just awesome. Thank you. I love that. So we heard that the U.S. team did pretty good this year. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we actually ended up getting third place at the World Cup. In all honesty, it's not what we uh, not what we wanted. We're wanting. Sure. Um, I know every team going into that tournament, you know, is their goal is to win. But as far as the history of power soccer for the U.S., we have a history of winning. We won the first two World Cups, and then the third one we got second place. So not getting to that championship game was not at all what we were wanting or expecting. Um, but at least we were able to end it on a high note. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to get first place always, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. athletes. I feel like like it's just it's in your nature to be competitive, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So, Lexi, are you participating in any causes that support power chair athletes or anything to pave the way for future power chair athletes? So I mentioned the United States Power Soccer Association. Um, I'm actually on the board for that. And so our our whole goal is, you know, spreading the sport and um, getting more, more people involved. Um, and so that's something I'm involved with. But outside of that, that's sort of my main thing that I've I've been doing right now. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So That's if awesome. if some of the team who are in Indy or in, in another area who might have power soccer, how would we come and watch a game? What is your, When is your season? Yeah, so our season runs usually from, um, we start usually after Labor Day, and then we'll go until about Father's Day. Um, oh, okay. Right around that time. So mid, late June or so, whenever we have our national tournament. So yeah, and I would say the best way to see maybe a game would be if you're not in the Indy area, then looking at the United States Power Soccer Association website to see you can see different events going on. Um, and maybe there's a team around in your area that has a tournament going on and maybe you could go see it more often than not. Our tournaments are free to get into. OK, we'll make sure so, we share a link in in the notes for that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you guys pl- typically play in one specific area in Indy or do you move around? Um, so my team, we usually practice in Carmel here in okay. Indiana. And but then more, a lot of times there are set teams that like to host. And so we just about always go up to Fort Wayne twice a year to have a They host a tournament um, okay. in the fall and in the spring every every year. So we always okay. go up there to that. Great. So how how many games or tournaments are you playing a year? Because it sounds like, I mean, you have a very long season. Yeah. So you probably <laughs> have a lot of games in there. Like typically, how many are you playing? Yeah, so usually like in a weekend when we have a tournament, we, will, we like to call them like game days or league days. And so in a weekend, we'll play usually three or four games in that weekend. I think last year my team had, I don't even know, we had quite a bit, maybe 16 or so. But we only the USPSA requires eight games to qualify for nationals. So okay, yep, okay, I see. Wonderful. Well, Lexi, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about power soccer, about you in general? I think one main thing, the sport of power soccer, is that we're not a sport for we're a sport designed specifically for people with physical disabilities who um, we're not just like a oh, everyone gets an award kind of a sport. It's mm. very tactically driven, um, very high energy sport. Um, our, our coaches and refs, they get into it at times and stuff. It's We're not a sport design, sort of like, we're not the Special Olympics. We're not in that area, but we're not a sport like for people like wheelchair basketball. It's people that are more disabled, but not intellectually disabled though. And so that's probably maybe how you can see us differently than others. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's such an interesting way to, to, so I don't do sports at all. Like I am like (laughs) illiterate with sports, but that's such an interesting way to consider like watching a sport. It's just so different and kind of foreign to a lot of us. So I appreciate (laughs) you explaining this and like helping me understand it at a, a much deeper level and really like appreciate it 
Um, it's just not something I've really thought about. And like, this helps me understand it and appreciate it so much. So thank you for yeah. taking the time to chat with us and share this with other renters. Yeah, you're welcome. Wonderful. Well, we are including a link in um, the release of this podcast. You can watch Lexi and some of her teammates in action at the the recent National um, World Cup. So if you have other questions for Lexi or us about power soccer, please get in touch with us and we'll include some links. And again, Lexi, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.